You are Locked On Zags, your daily podcast on the Gonzaga Bulldogs. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to another edition of Locked On Zags, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host, as always, Stephen Carr. And with some Gonzaga Pac-12 scheduling news coming out on Monday, I should mention that there is no better place to get all of your Pac-12 conference news than the Locked On Pac-12 podcast, hosted by Cindy Robinson. Follow the Locked On Pac-12 podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Today is Tuesday, May 11th. And to be honest, I thought that there was going to be some sort of news on Monday and it was going to be kind of a busy day. And it simply never turned out to be. I thought we were going to have something major to talk about today, but I guess things are going to have to wait until they actually break. But what we will talk about today is a bunch of pro zags. And then, of course, we will get to the 22nd ranked recruiting class of the Mark Few era. For those of you who missed yesterday's show, I am ranking all 23 Mark Few recruiting classes over the next month or so from worst to best. Yesterday, we talked about the 2010 class being the overall worst. And so today we're going to get to the second worst. But like most days, we are going to start with some news and notes. First thing is some scheduling news. Tommy Lloyd was on a podcast with John Rothstein yesterday, and he confirmed that Gonzaga and Arizona are not going to play this coming season. Their home-and-home series will be paused. I think most people kind of expected this once Tommy Lloyd took the job because Mark Few simply does not like playing his assistants. He has not done so if he could avoid it in all of his years at the helm in Spokane. And so what Arizona is going to do is they are scheduling a home-and-home with Tennessee. Rick Barnes, the head coach over at Tennessee, has had really good relationship with Gonzaga over the years. So it's not very surprising that Tommy Lloyd continues that relationship and gets a home-and-home with them. And then on the Gonzaga front, it sounds like they are going to try to replace that Arizona game with a rematch against UCLA from their epic Final Four game. The Arizona-Gonzaga game uh, rumored was supposed to be like the second game of the season for those two teams. So pretty much the first major game of the year uh, for both of those squads. So probably mid-November-ish. So if they do fit in UCLA into that spot, it's probably going to be um, the first major game for Gonzaga, which would be super, super cool. Okay, let's get to some pro Zags talk. Like I said yesterday, this is the final week of the regular season in the NBA. Four Gonzaga players were in action on Monday night. Let's start with DeMontis Sabonis because he had another doozy. 21 points, 20 rebounds, 9 assists, 2 steals, 4 blocks. Pacers beat the Cavaliers 111-102. to This is the second game of Sabonis' career where he's had uh, 20-plus points and 20-plus rebounds, so a 20-20 performance. He was 8-for-15 from the field. He only had two turnovers. The Pacers are now three games clear of the Chicago Bulls for getting into the play-in tournament, so I believe their magic number is one to clinch a spot at least into the play-in tournament. They are still slated right now to play the Washington Wizards. The Wizards lost by a point to the Atlanta Hawks on Monday, but uh, Rui Hachimura played well. He had 20 points on 9 of 19 shooting in 28 minutes. Rui's been playing very well in the month of May. He's uh, he's played four games in the month of May, and he's averaging 19.5 points across those four games. He had a really, really good March. It was probably the best month 
of his NBA career where he averaged 17 points a game and six and a half rebounds. And so he's getting back to that level. He struggled a little bit in April. He's dealt with some uh, some illnesses and some nagging injuries, but he's back to, it looks like he's back to that level where he played in March. And so him and Russell Westbrook and Bradley Beal uh, they form a, a pretty good one-two-three punch, and so it's going to be interesting if the Wizards and Pacers do again play uh, in that uh, play-in series. They've played each other twice already in the month of May, and uh, the the uh, Wizards beat them both times. One of the games was 154 to 141, and the other one was 133 to 132 in overtime. So not a whole lot of defense being played, not just by them, but in general in the NBA this year. The the defense is pretty much lacking. A lot of that has to do with NBA teams not getting a ton of practice time, uh, but I digress. Rui and Sabonis most likely are going to play in the uh, NBA play-in tournament next week. Moving over to the uh, Western Conference now, the Memphis Grizzlies beat the New Orleans Pelicans, which is a huge game for the Pelicans. They're essentially eliminated from the play-in tournament now, uh, unless the Spurs absolutely collapse. But that also puts the Grizzlies into the tournament. They have clinched a spot. They are still fighting with the Warriors for that 8-9 spot. Uh, On Monday night, Brandon Clark had eight points and four rebounds, two steals, and three blocks coming off the bench, which sounds like a prototypical Brandon Clark kind of night. Killian Tilly continues to not play. He's simply not a rotation player right now unless there is an injury, and right now uh, the uh, Memphis Grizzlies are pretty healthy. And then the last player in action on Monday was Kelly Olynyk. He put up 21 points, eight rebounds, six assists, two steals in just 29 minutes. He was a perfect 10 for 10 from the free throw line. Of course, Houston lost again because they are the worst team in basketball. But Kelly Olynyk continues to prove himself. In the month of April, after he got traded to Houston, uh, he averaged 19 points, nine rebounds, three assists, and over a steal a game, and shot 58% from the floor uh, for the Rockets. So it's going to be really interesting to see what happens with Olynyk over this offseason. Does Houston want to keep him as kind of a building piece uh, for a completely rebuilding franchise, or do they want to offload him and maybe get something younger for him in return? Turn our attention now to Zags overseas. Like I've been mentioning, Nigel Williams-Goss, his team plays in the playoffs today. I believe their game is at 7 a.m. on Tuesday morning Pacific time. So if you like, you can try to find that game or at least some updates on the internet. Uh, I will update you tomorrow on the podcast uh, on how that game goes. A couple other guys I want to mention. Gino Crandall, he won the MVP of the British Basketball League. He's playing for the Leicester Riders in the British Basketball League. He averaged 29 minutes this year. He averaged 16 points, and he averaged 7.8 assists per game, and that was second in the league. So shout-out to Gino Crandall for winning the MVP of the BBL. Uh, His team, the Leicester Riders, are actually in the Final Four. They call it the May Madness. So he's in the semifinals of May Madness, and his semifinal game actually takes place today as well. So we got a couple games going on today that I will update you on tomorrow. Nigel Williams-Goss and Gino Crandall involved in those. And then the last guy I want to mention here is Jeremy Jones. Like I mentioned last week, I believe, uh, he's been a sharpshooter um, playing overseas. And so his season actually just finished up in Germany. And his team finished 24-10, and which was good for fifth. And in the league he plays in in Germany, I'm not I can't really find when they start their playoffs or how their playoffs work, but I'll continue to research that. 
But just know that his team finished. It was actually a tie for third. Three teams all finished uh, with 24 wins. Uh, but Jeremy Jones, he finished the uh, the regular season averaging just under nine points a game, three rebounds a game, and he shot 42% from deep. So shout out to Jeremy Jones. All right, that's enough for now. There was no new news on Nolan Hickman, no new news on the new assistant coach that's going to fill Tommy Lloyd's spot. It sounds like the rumors are it's most likely going to be Stephen Gentry, but there's nothing confirmed there. Obviously, when something is confirmed for either Hickman or that assistant coaching job, or if Drew Timmy ever makes an announcement, um, we will obviously talk about that here on the show. Coming up on this show, we are going to reveal what I believe is the second worst recruiting class of the Mark Few era. It has by far the worst freshman class of the last 20 years without any shadow of a doubt. And just like Keegan Highland yesterday, get ready for another blast from the past who transferred out after just one season. But before we get to that, we got to talk about Rock Auto. RockAuto.com is a family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. They have everything from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Whether it's for your classic or daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. The RockAuto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. Quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brands, specifications, and prices you prefer. Chain stores have different price tiers for professional mechanics and do-it-yourselfers. RockAuto.com's prices are the same for everybody and are reliably low. Go to RockAuto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. RockAuto.com is for everybody and does not require membership or account login. Write Locked On in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. RockAuto.com Okay, so for those who missed it yesterday, here's a quick explanation of exactly what's going on here with the recruiting Rankings Over the next month or so, we are counting down from worst recruiting class to best recruiting class in the Mark Few era. These rankings do include transfers, and those transfers count from the year they entered the program. The most notable walk-ons also are included. These are my own personal rankings, and they are a combination of talent, success, and what this recruiting class meant to the program as a whole. The plan is to go through each player give their impact at Gonzaga, give the overall uh, recruiting classes impact at Gonzaga, and then talk about each individual and where they ended up after they left Gonzaga. So yesterday, we talked about the class of 2010, which I think is the worst recruiting class of the Mark Few era. And today we're going to talk about the 22nd ranked recruiting class since Mark Few took over in Spokane. And that is, drumroll please, the class of 2013. And it included just two freshman scholarship athletes. And those are Ryan Edwards, Lucas Meikle. That's it. That was the freshman class on scholarship in the year 2013. The two walk-ons that they got seemed to be more memorable than the two scholarship players. The two walk-ons that year were Connor Griffin, Dustin Triano. Dustin Triano ended up becoming a huge part of the bench mob uh, alongside Rem Bacchimus later on. And then Connor Griffin, who was a super, super high-level athlete, ended up going to, uh, I believe, Washington to play football for a year. And now he's back in the basketball sphere. I want to say that he was on Pepperdine's coaching staff in some role uh, this past season. So the two walk-ons seem to have more notable careers than the two actual scholarship freshmen. So you may be thinking to yourself, well, how in the world is this not the last-ranked recruiting class ever? Well, that's because, do you know who else came in that year? That would be Kyle Wilcher. 
And Kyle Wilcher absolutely saved this entire recruiting class. Uh, we kind of all know what Kyle Wilcher did, but after he took his redshirt year, he came in from Kentucky, which was just an absolutely enormous get for Gonzaga at the time. And uh, he led the Bulldogs in points back-to-back seasons in that 2015 season and in the 2016 season. In 2015, he, alongside uh, Kevin Pangos, Gary Bell, uh, et cetera, et cetera, they helped uh, get Gonzaga back to their first Elite Eight in, uh, what was that, 15, 16 years since 1999. And then uh, they went back to the Sweet 16 again the following season. After a tumultuous year, they almost missed the tournament altogether, uh, but they uh, rallied behind Eric McClellan in the WCC tournament, made it as an 11 seed, and then beat Seton Hall and Utah in back-to-back games. In that 16 season, uh, Kyle Wilson was named an All-American. And uh, here's a fun stat for you. He has the second most total points in a season in the Mark Few era behind Adam Morrison. So that's pretty cool. So Kyle Wilcher, obviously we all know uh, how big of an impact he had for Gonzaga. After he left Gonzaga, he went and played for the uh, Houston Rockets. They signed him to a uh, undrafted free agent contract. He went and played for their summer league team. He ended up playing for their G League team, and he also did spend time in the NBA. He played 14 games for the Rockets in the 2016-17 season. Only averaged three minutes in those 14 games. He was pretty much an end-of-the-bench guy. But uh, he did play 14 games in his career in the NBA before he decided to go overseas. He played kind of all over the place uh, once he was getting acclimated overseas. He played a year in Greece, he played a year in Spain, and now the last couple of seasons he's been playing in Turkey. In the uh, 2019-20 season, he averaged just under 13 points, five rebounds, and one and a half assists a game. And off the court, Kyle Wilcher just welcomed in his first child recently. So congratulations to Kyle Wilcher. So now let's talk about the two freshmen, Lucas Meikle, Ryan Edwards. We'll start with Ryan Edwards. He ended up playing in the uh, Gonzaga program for four years. He came in as a freshman, obviously, in that 2013-14 season. Didn't play a whole lot. Uh, he was kind of an end-of-the-bench, garbage-time kind of player as a, as a freshman. So he redshirted because he needed to lose a, bit, a little bit of weight, get, gain some more athleticism, and then hopefully break into the rotation in the 15-16 season. And in that 15-16 season, Shemek Karnowski went down with a back injury and never returned. So, theoretically, Ryan Edwards was supposed to step into that rotation and be uh, a big who could be used. Well, he never really turned out to be that. He just simply lacked quickness and athleticism. Uh, he wasn't the fleetest of foot. He wasn't the the strongest kid. So he played 29 games in that season, uh, but he still averaged under nine minutes a game. He averaged just under three points a game, a couple of rebounds. He never became the rotation player that they hoped that he would be. And so after his redshirt junior year, where he was actually on the national championship team, again, didn't play a whole lot. He ended up transferring, and he went to Portland State, where he had much more success in the big sky. He averaged uh, 17 and a half minutes at Portland State and averaged just a hair under 10 points a game and two blocks a game and four rebounds. So it was a much better spot for him than Gonzaga, a spot for him to actually play a little bit. But his career at Gonzaga was certainly a disappointment from a playing time perspective. And then we move over to Lucas Meikle. He was a three-star recruit coming out of the Tacoma area. He went to Bellarmine Prep. And he came in in that freshman class, and he played 15 games. Again, kind of like Ryan Edwards, did not play a whole lot. He uh, he was a redshirt candidate the following year, and he decided he did not want to do that. 
and he wanted to transfer to a smaller school, just like Ryan Edwards. And he ended up going to Cal Poly in the Big West, where he started uh, 65 games across his final three seasons in college. He averaged pretty much eight, eight and a half points all three seasons, right around four rebounds and uh, one assist. And he took those numbers and he ended up playing professionally for two years with those exact same numbers. He played 29 games in Spain uh, after he graduated from Cal Poly. He played 29 games in Spain and he averaged eight and a half points and four rebounds. And then the next year he went and played over in Finland. He played 10 games in Finland, averaged eight and a half points and just under four rebounds. So he was a very, very consistent player outside of his one season at Gonzaga where he pretty much averaged eight, eight and a half points and right around four rebounds for three seasons at Cal Poly and then two years overseas. He has since ended his his, uh, professional basketball career and as his Instagram profile says, he is in the middle of reinventing himself. So there you have it, the class of 2013. Like I said, for my money, probably the worst two-person scholarship freshman class that Mark Few and his staff has ever brought in at Lucas Meikle and Ryan Edwards. And so tomorrow... We are going to move on to the uh, number 21 ranked recruiting class of the Mark Few era. And it is another two players who transferred out after their freshman season. So there's a, a, a pattern going on here in these first three recruiting classes that I'm talking about. But it does have two players, one who became one of the biggest fan favorites of all time and one who is a, an incredibly underrated basketball player. So we'll get to that uh, recruiting class tomorrow. Coming up to finish this show today, because there isn't a ton going on right now, we are going to end the show recognizing some Gonzaga Award winners. The 2021 Evening of Excellence took place virtually over the weekend with the winners announced on social media. So for those of you who missed it, we are going to give you all the major award winners and honor some of the best student-athletes Gonzaga has to offer. But first, a minute to talk about Bet Online. Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your sports action. Baseball season's in full swing, and the NBA and NHL are approaching the playoffs. It is the perfect time to get in on the fun, and you can track all the action at Bet Online. Get all the latest news, odds, and info for all your sporting needs, including Major League Baseball, the NBA, the NHL, and all of your UFC and MMA action. Before the next pitch, head over to Bet Online on your laptop or mobile device. And check out all the great sporting news, sign-up bonuses, and contest information. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. This is your chance to get into the game as teams prep for their runs to the playoffs. Head over to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. That is Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. Use promo code LOCKEDON. All right, like I said, we're going to end the show today going through some Gonzaga Award winners from the 2021 Evening of Excellence. If you want to see all of the award winners that were given out, I will post the link in the podcast description and you can go through all of them, but I'm going to go through the main ones. The first one is the Leadership Award and the Gonzaga Athletics Leadership Award recognizes a student athlete who truly exhibits what it means to be a Zag by displaying excellence within their team, in the classroom, on campus, and in the community. And the winner of the award went to Lauren McCollum. She competes in women's rowing. And in the 2020-21 academic year, she was elected the Student Athlete Advisory Committee President. And as a president, she helped drive the first ever SAAC voter registration campaign and SAAC social justice series alongside fellow officers. She also uh, actively took part in the Student Athlete Leadership Institute, where she uh, helped 
develop and understand her own leadership skills while collaborating with fellow Zags to improve the student-athlete experience for all. So a lot of really good stuff that uh, Lauren McCollum was a part of, uh, and it helped her win the Leadership Award in the 2021 Evening of Excellence. We move on to the uh, Female Scholar Athlete of the Year, and the winner of that goes to Gretchen Rudell, who plays on the volleyball team. During her four years at Gonzaga, she amassed a ridiculously impressive 3.97 cumulative GPA. She just earned her degree this past weekend as she graduated with a a degree in electrical engineering. And uh, after graduation, she is going to be working for Stryker, which is a medical device company in Seattle, as an RF wireless engineer, which is thoroughly impressive and something... I certainly know nothing about. So shout out to Gretchen Rudell, a female scholar athlete of the year. The male scholar athlete award of the year goes to Michael Spellacy. He is a uh, bullpen arm on the baseball team, one of the better ones. And he was able to graduate. Listen to this. He graduated Gonzaga in just three years, earning a degree in both psychology and philosophy, which is ridiculous. So congratulations to Michael for that. Um, just like uh, Gretchen Rudell, he had a cumulative GPA of 3.97. He was on the all WCC academic team in 2019 and 2020. And after he graduates and is done with baseball, he wants to pursue his master's in business or get a law degree. So shout out to Michael Spellacy for winning the male scholar athlete of the year. The female senior athlete award of the year goes to Jill Townsend. Jill Townsend was a senior class award, first team All-American, honorable mention AP All-American, WCC Player of the Year, first team All-WCC. She finished her career with over 1,000 points uh, on nearly 50% shooting, and she helped Gonzaga to its winningest four-year span in the history of the program. And she was recognized as well for a lot of the stuff that she did uh, in the community. So shout out to Jill Townsend, the female Athlete of the Year in the Gonzaga Evening of Excellence in 2021. And the Male Athlete of the Year went to Corey Kispert, of course. He leaves Gonzaga as the winningest college basketball player over the last 25 years. His final record was 127-11. and 11. Just a ridiculous win-loss record. He was named the Julius Irving Small Forward of the Year, the WCC Player of the Year, a consensus first-team All-American. And just like Jill Townsend, part of this award is being recognized for his efforts uh, in the classroom and the community as well. So shout-out to Jill Townsend and Corey Kispert for being the Male and Female Athletes of the Year in the 2021 Gonzaga Evening of Excellence. Like I said, if you want to see all the award winners given out, I will post this link from the Gonzaga website onto the uh, podcast description and you can feel free to read it all. Okay, that's going to do it for today's show. Tomorrow, another recruiting class is revealed. And like I said, it had two more freshmen who transferred out after just one season, but it also had two of the more underappreciated players in Gonzaga history. So tune in tomorrow to find out who exactly I'm talking about. Don't forget you can tune in to the Locked On Today podcast with host Peter Bukowski. Today they're talking about Tebow time in Jacksonville. Can't believe that's actually happening. Get more of the sports news you need in less time with the Locked On Today podcast. Follow the Locked On Today podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Don't forget you can also rate and subscribe to this podcast. I know it's the off season. I know it's very difficult to continue to consume all this content, but I do appreciate you sticking around. Uh, You can send me your Gonzaga stories. We'll read them on Friday, just like I always do. 
You can follow me on Twitter at Escargo. You can follow the podcast on Twitter at Locked on Zags. If you want to email the show with your story, any questions or ideas, I got an email on Monday from somebody talking about recruiting classes and some of the prospects that Gonzaga just missed out on over the years. So I may do an episode on that if there's a, another day like today where there just wasn't a whole lot of content. So like I said, you can email the show LockedOnZags at gmail.com if you want to send me any ideas or questions or your Gonzaga story. Okay, that's it. Everybody enjoy your Tuesday. We will see you back here on Wednesday morning. It is a great day to be a Zag.